Full Service Radio is supported by Compass, the future of real estate in the metro D.C. area and beyond. Discover more at compass.com. Full Service Radio is proudly supported and hosted by Simplecast, the easiest way for a podcast creator to publish and distribute audio on the internet. For more information, visit simplecast.com. Full Service Radio. Welcome to Beer Me on Full Service Radio, broadcasting live from the Line Hotel in Adams Morgan, Washington, D.C. I'm your host, Sarah Jane. I live, work, and love beer here in D.C. During my time in culinary school, I gained an appreciation for good beer, continued my studies in beer in grad school at NYU. Since then, I have been a beer director, beer bar general manager, And I get to continue to explore the beer world with all of you wonderful listeners. Every week, I will have a different guest from different parts of the beer world, from brewers, importers, bartenders, educators, to help us explore this fascinating and dynamic world. Whether you are new to beer or a seasoned professional, we will have something for you. A little bit of a different day for us. Uh, It is a Tuesday morning, not a Monday morning. It is 10.30, not 11 a.m., uh, and I am joined with Adam Dooley. He's the executive chef at the Brewers Association. And for those of you who are not familiar, the Brewers Association is a not-for-profit trade association dedicated to small and independent American brewers, their beers, and community of brewing enthusiasts. Uh, they organize events like the Great American Beer Festival, Savor, Craft Beer Cup, Homebrew Con, and many other things. <laughs> We do stay busy. Yeah, all throughout the year. Well, thank you, Adam. I really appreciate you coming in and uh, sitting down with us today. Great to be here. So what brings you to D.C.? Uh, we're doing uh, a little bit of a menu tasting for uh, Savor, uh, the American craft beer and food experience that'll be in D.C. on June 1st and 2nd uh, to finalize out some of the menu notes. And then we're also doing a tasting up on the hill tonight of kind of like a mini Savor preview uh, at, the, at the Rayburn building. Uh, and then just always good to get back into the D.C. area and see what's happening both in food and beer. Nice. So for those of you that are not familiar with Savor, uh, it is a really, really cool event. Uh, it's happening in June. Do you know the dates? June 1st and 2nd. June 1st and 2nd. Um, last year was at the Building Museum. This year... Still at the Building Museum. The yeah, that's Yeah, uh, we, we've toyed around with the idea of, uh, of going somewhere, but you just can't replace the atmosphere that we can create inside that building and have just that wide open space and create kind of this marketplace feel that really just uh, speaks to us being able to have a blank slate and create and show people what's happening with small and independent beer and food. And so basically... Can you kind of walk people through like what Savor is, what to expect? Yeah, so this year uh, we've got 90 breweries uh, coming from over 30 states in the U.S., many of whom aren't distributed in the in the D.C. area. So it'll be uh, a good chance to try some of the stuff that's coming from some super small breweries uh, around the U.S. that are making to, some great beers and some interpretations on styles. Each brewery will bring two beers, so those uh, there'll be 180 beers uh, in the room, and then uh, we form a culinary team uh, that's 
that's composed of about eight chefs that uh, write a menu based off of a, a tasting that we do that's a, a crowdsourced tasting. And, you know, through the Brewers Association, one of the things we do is, you know, uh, provide style guidelines, but then we also uh, create a lot of the, you know, competitions for uh, the World Beer Cup or the Great American Beer Festival. And there's a certain way to taste beer for that. But then there's what we do for the public side, which is savor. And the approach there is is more about this is the beer we have for the event. This is the beer the brewer wants to do. Uh, what does the beer remind you of? What does the beer taste like? What does this beer make you want to eat? What do you want with this? And then we take these notes from... 60 different palettes that taste the beers and read through all of them some of them entertaining um and and write a menu and so this is the time now where we come out and actually put a lot of these ideas you know on the grill and in the oven just to see uh if what we were thinking about actually does line up and make a few final tweaks before we lock the menu in and you know as somebody who got to go last year it's a really really fun event i mean basically you're just there's so many different choices. Each beer has a little bite kind of paired with it. So there are all these different little experiences that you can have with beer and food. And then all the people that are there, like all the brewers that are there, it's just a really, really cool thing to see. Yeah. We, you know, each brewery will, um, is required to have a, a head brewer, brewery owner, uh, president at their table. And then we have the chef team out there. So this year, myself, along with Kyle Mendenhall from Arcana, Mark Vetri from Vetri up in Philadelphia, Brad Daniels, from Black Belly, Mike Friedman from right here in Washington, D.C. with the Red Hen and All Purpose. We'll be walking the floor as well. So, uh, And then we also have a producer's level up on the second floor, and we'll have a chocolatier from Chambersburg, Pennsylvania, Nathan Miller, who's custom making chocolates to four beers. We have uh, a, a bakery uh, aisle that's going to happen this year where we're going to feature a lot of the things that are happening in the pastry world that are showcasing, you know, not just what a sweet pastry is, but what pastry chefs are making, you know, that, that are contributing to the savory menu items as well. That's awesome. That's a cool thing. Yeah, I was really excited about that. It was it's one of those ones that was uh, a little bit hard to describe to people, and I decided to be like, okay, I need to take you to what pastry chefs are doing and show you, and then people are like, oh, yeah, sweet. That's going to be an awesome addition. <laughs> So who are some of the pastry chefs coming in? Um, so we had them contribute ideas in and, uh, and uh, from, you know, kind of across across the U.S. of like what is happening, um, you know, whether it's in, in bread uh, or in um, confections uh, or in cookies. So, you know, we've talked to probably 20 different pastry chefs across the country who have contributed ideas and recipes uh, and thoughts of like where pastry is headed, how it compare with beer and what you can do. That's amazing. Yeah. Well, uh, so tickets are on sale. Absolutely. Okay. Yeah. Savercraftbeer.com uh, is the website uh, and tickets are, are through Ticketmaster for the event. Nice. Well, everyone in the DC area should definitely, definitely check it out. Uh, for those of you just tuning in, we are sitting now with Adam Dooley, uh, the executive chef of the Brewers Association here on Beer Me. Uh, so, Adam, you recently did something really, really cool. Uh, you did a dinner in Paris at the uh, American Ambassador American Ambassador residence, residence. right? Yes. Um, and you gave me a copy of the menu. It is really, really stunning. Includes braised rabbit. I'm a huge fan of that. <laughs> um, <laughs> How was how was this dinner um, kind of highlighting beer and food at such a you know high end establishment? It was great to be able to do. I mean, just a, an amazing location, and 
This is through the Brewers Association's Export Development Program, which is a, a USDA grant-funded program that helps uh, members who are wanting to export beer uh, around the globe be able to do so. And uh, this was an event that we've done for, uh, we've been in the France market for three years in Paris. You know, you can relate to this of us both growing up in the, in the culinary world is like, you know, France and Paris specifically are, that is, that is the wine and culinary capital of the world, mm-hmm. arguably. Yeah. And so to be able to go in there and now have them accept uh, beer at the table and, and look at it for where it's pairing and write about it and see uh, the growth of craft beer in Paris um, has been has been pretty amazing. And so we had uh, four brewers go over for this trip. Um, local uh, Port City Brewing Bill Butcher was, was at the dinner for this. Yeah, Port City Porter was paired with the delicious-sounding braised rabbit with lentils and wild garlic. Yeah, <laughs> um, and it just gave a, a great opportunity uh, for us to kind of showcase what small and independent American craft brewers are doing uh, not only here in the States, but also globally, uh, and where it's going with food and what that impact has. Yeah, there's definitely been a growth in that. Uh, American craft beer exports grew by 3.6% uh, and represent uh, 125.4 million as of 2017. Yeah, those are uh, we just released those numbers and exciting to see that for every year that the export development program has been running, there has been growth uh, in, in the exports for it. And to see that, you know, with uh, the uh, way that shipping is working now and the way that you can get stuff over there and that there are people doing it fully through cold chain, you can drink uh, a fresh Sierra Nevada pale ale or a fresh Port City Porter uh, in, in the UK or in France. And, uh, you know, it's also helping drive local craft culture around the world because people look to now the United States, not only for what they're doing in, in craft beer, but also in cuisine, which is something that didn't used to happen. Yeah. No, I mean, it's, it's, it's really impressive for this dinner though. I'm very curious. I'm sure you had an interesting mix of human beings there. Absolutely. Um, but what was the general response? Did you get that aha moment of somebody who's like, oh, I don't usually like beer, but holy crap, this is cool. We, we did for sure. Um, and, you know, it happened with, with several people in particular in, in two different areas. One was with the rabbit and porter because that was a very wine-like pairing. Mm-hmm. And so anybody who was a fan of a, a big red, like a Zin, uh, when you got that porter with the rabbit, there was a, a tannin-like reaction. And it clearly for those people because you know that's what we look for in pairing beer with food is we look to have it it make somebody remember something and they get that aha moment and they go oh yes i i know why i like this and and it doesn't have to be because oh i need a zinfandel to make this happen they learned oh it came from the porter or the new thing that i've I've been doing as of late is finishing a meal super light you know um uh, no longer do brewers and for the most part chefs want their stouts and porters paired with chocolate at dessert and you finish with this huge gut bomb and you leave and you just want to go to sleep. Yeah. And so we finished the dessert super light with a rhubarb uh, dish that was had three components. That's mm-hmm. it. Had rhubarb. Uh, it had uh, a little bit of um, hibiscus uh, and it had a little bit of uh, a white chocolate mousse. That was it. Uh, with a the lowest ABV beer of the night, which was uh, pineapple mono wheat from Maui, 
And so people left with their palates lifted and refreshed. And that was something as well that, that people had that aha moment with where they're like, oh, wow, I just went to a beer dinner and I, you know, I don't feel overly full. I don't feel overly stuffed. I feel refreshed. And that, I think, is one of the biggest things we can do to change people's perception of it. They, you know, people so often will drink beer and they'll be like, oh, no, I, I'm not ready for that heavy, heavy of an experience. Mm-hmm. And you're like, but it doesn't have to be. Yeah, you can kind of mix it up a little bit. Absolutely. Yeah, nobody nobody wants to drink, you know, bourbon barrel-aged out for the entire evening. I'm as delicious as they are, it's yeah, it's way too much. Um, so you came out with this new book uh, very recently. Yeah, March 13th. March 13th. Fresh, hot off the press. Hot off the press. <laughs> um, the Beer Pantry. You kindly brought in a copy for me. I'm very, very grateful. Um, really, really cool looking book right on Amazon. Yep. Um, how did you, how did you start this? So this has been a two year process. Um, and, uh, Michael Harlan, tell Carol who wrote the book with me, we began basically saying, uh, two year, a little over two years ago, we, we know there's a book. We, we know we can do something. And so, uh, we started writing, um, so many things down. I'd started writing recipes. We started, uh, combining stories and thinking how we were going to want to do this. And then we met the team at Dovetail Press in Brooklyn and uh, they liked the idea where we were going with it. And we met and started going through it and through the process of, of doing this, whittled it down to uh, over 70 recipes and broke it down into into six different styles. And really the, the whole premise behind the book is that it's cooking for beer, mm-hmm. not with beer. And that it brings terminology into play that anybody can understand because you know you get this in the service as well too for it is you can walk up to a table and if they don't know and and no one believes in me when i say this but we all know it's true you can walk up to people and they don't know what ipa is Mm -hmm. and we've done this to ourselves in the industry you know uh i you know and they're like well i don't know what that is and if you don't know what it is you're not going to order it yeah but if you were to say, you know, do you like something herbal and citrusy? Well, they know those words. Yeah. They know floral. And then you can start to teach them about what that is versus somebody who may know a little bit saying, oh, that's just bitter. I don't want that. Yeah. Well, we're going to take a really quick break and we will get right back into the beer pantry. Welcome back to Beer Me. Uh, my name is Sarah Jane. We are recording live at the Line Hotel in Adams Morgan. I am here with Adam Dooley. He's the executive chef of the Brewers Association, here to talk a little bit about his new book, The Beer Pantry. Um, we were kind of talking about cooking for beer and food pairings and, and kind of making those work harmoniously. And you had talked about how you broke down the book into different sections, uh, crisp and clean, hoppy bitter, multi-sweet, rich and roasty, fruit and spice, 
sour, tart, funky. Uh, and this kind of helps people recognize different flavor profiles that they are familiar with and then kind of helping them navigate that in pairing beer with food. Yeah, absolutely. You know, that was one of the things that I found in going through it from restaurants and dinners that we've done, you know, not only in the U.S. but around the world is you have to make people feel comfortable with it and there has to be an anchor. And so one of the goals in writing this book was the recipes are going to be the anchor. The recipes are going to be something that your brain can latch on to. And you will recognize the food and you'll, you know, when you make the dish and then you can branch out and try something and you can try uh, pairing uh, an IPA with a lighter dish. You can try pairing an IPA with a dessert. You can try a saison with asparagus because it works. And you'll have that moment to come back to of going, okay, the, the comfort is my dish. And then I can explore moving out and into the into different worlds of beer styles and really kind of seeing what is out there. And with each recipe in there, there are suggestions from three to five uh, different uh, beers to find and granted that's a hard one because you know not every brewery makes something that is out there but what we did realize in the process is that it's better to give the examples because if if you just simply use the internet mm-hmm. and look up that beer you can find something similar in in your community yeah. and or if you go to uh you know a well-established uh restaurant or a bottle shop and you say hey somebody recommended me try this and this saison Nine times out of ten, the person on the other side of it will say, oh, okay, well, locally here, this is what we have that, that is similar. Yeah. So can you talk us through a little bit, like, your favorite, one of your favorite recipes from the book and kind of, you know, what you're, what you're pairing with that? <laughs> oh, challenging. Um, I mean, it's, it's hard to pick a favorite out of there because of, you know, going through it and going through the testing process. But um, we just did a, a, an event in, in Seattle uh, mm-hmm. with the book last week um, with, the, with the guys from the Tom Douglas Restaurant Group. And um, one of my favorite ones out of here is the, is the oxtail um, pasta with the tagliatelle and going through and making the pasta. One is because I really enjoy um, the kind of relaxation of making pasta. But two, yeah, very I think soothing process. very soothing process. Very soothing. But that to me is also a dish that people have trouble pairing beer with. Mm-hmm. You know, you think of this deep, rich red sauce with this red meat and pasta and people immediately go wine and you know that that's fine to do times but you also want to mix it up and so to pair that uh with either an ipa or a brown ale and kind of run it into that pinot noir comparison of what there is in beer styles you get these aha moments from people and it's so fun to see you know that comfort recipe that you know everybody can remember tomato sauce simmering on well hopefully simmering (laughs) on a stove at some point in time or you know when you walk into uh, an italian restaurant you have that aroma of that of that rich ragu simmering and to pair it with a beer and have it work and have it have the carbonation scrub the palate clean have the malt of the beer react with the texture of the pasta have the level of alcohol whether it's on the five or six or seven percent range kind of activate and help heighten a little bit of the sweetness of the tomato you really get into deconstructing the dish yeah no i mean for me like anytime i've got like pasta with that really like umami flavor i i gotta go like heavy malt like an alt beer yeah absolutely for Uh, sure alt beer is phenomenal and you really discover you know what happens there when you get 
you know, rich dish like that that kind of protects your palate a little bit. And then mm-hmm. you discover flavors in the beer that you wouldn't have had otherwise if you were just drinking the beer because things get pushed to the roof of your mouth, up into the nasal area, and then the bite finishes and there's still components of the beer left that settle back down onto the palate. And you're just like, oh, wow, okay. Now I get what's going on. <laughs> uh, so for those of you just joining, we are talking with Adam Dooley, uh, the executive chef of the Brewers Association on Beer Me, live at the Line Hotel in Adams Morgan. Uh, we had talked previously about how beer can be really nostalgic. And, you know, uh, pairings themselves can be very nostalgic. And that's part of the, the joy of pairing beer with food. What is a, a really nostalgic beer pairing for you? Oh, wow. Um, I know I'm really putting you on the spot. Yeah, I'm is, so that sorry. Is, that is. No, that's totally <laughs> fine. Um, you know, uh, I think that for, you know, as of recently, one of the most nostalgic ones for me uh, was uh, an event uh, that we did last year and ended up doing uh, an angel food cake for dessert with stone fruit. And this was in July. Mm-hmm. So stone fruit was just, you know, popping and it was, you know, so um, fruit forward and the flavors were there. And we had this light angel food cake and very simply just put it with a Saison, mm-hmm. just a straight classic Saison. And what it did in, in ending it and like having that intense carbonation almost was like a champagne like finish to it and it Mm -hmm. was so refreshing um so you know that was probably you know it just kind of had that refreshing thing of just like really kicking up a lot of memories and like one that stuck in there for a while um let's see if i can think of uh another one that's uh that's in there as well too floating around from something recent um you know and I think it's kind of one of those things that also goes along the lines with like people always ask, you know, like, Hey, what's your favorite beer? It's yeah. Like, well, no, it's difficult. It's like, diff- what is, yeah. you know, I mean, that's, I mean, that sounds like a completely brilliant pairing, uh, Cezanne with angel food cakes, stone fruit, Cezanne, yeah. a lot of time, the yeast that they're using brings out a lot of stone fruit qualities anyways. So it's, you know, it, it's definitely a no brainer in that, you know, I feel like that'll bring you back to like summertime. Yeah, know? absolutely. That, that golden hour of summer which I feel DC is going to experience sooner than, than they want to. It's going to go from like winter to summer really, really fast. There will be no spring. No spring. <laughs> One week of English peas, gone. That's it. Oh, man. English peas are my all-time favorite food, so that's real heartbreaking for me. Um, yeah, I mean... For me, it was uh, one of the first, uh, I was extra spoiled with one of my first uh, beer and food pairings. I was in Philly. I was at a restaurant, I forget the name, but I had this chicken liver mousse, and they poured Rodenbach with it. And it was, it was perfect. You know how you had that really, really rich uh, quality of the mousse. You had that bright um, acidity in the uh, in Rodenbach, but also that kind of dark fruit quality. So it was almost like you know you typically will serve some kind of dark fruit compo with a chicken liver mousse, classically, whether it's you know cherries or what have you or currants. And uh, the beer kind of acted like that which was, you know, kind of a cool experience. And now anytime I taste Rodenbach, it's like, it brings me right back to that kind of very, like, happy, magical time when I was first like, whoa, this this can be really cool. And it's downhill from there. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So uh, what else are you, what else are you doing in D.C.? You're tasting some savor things. Um, did you, have you 
eaten anywhere cool here? Um, n- just got in last night and just grabbed a grabbed a quick pizza from All Purpose, and then really nice. kind of hit hit it. And then um, we're doing our event tonight, and then out tomorrow. So not a whole lot to do uh, for for getting around in town. Hopefully, might be able to grab a beer later this afternoon and just kind of check in and see what's happening. You know, it looks like it's going to be a nice day for walking here in DC. Yeah, for sure. Did you go to the new location for All Purpose down by? Uh, I, the I did Nats not. Stadium? I have a uh, you know I, I feel that I need to be uh, invited to. You know, a week old is a little early to to walk in and be like, "Hey, how you?" Okay, <laughs> so probably head that hit that one up next time. But be kind of great to see what what they're doing down there and see what's happening in that area down by the ballpark in DC and just how it's grown. Yeah, well, I am that guy, and I went in on <laughs> Sunday night, and it was amazing. They're like I said, they're like a weekend, and they're firing on all cylinders. Just awesome. Uh, so if, uh, if anyone's looking for a place to eat before the game, definitely check out the new all-purpose location. I think DC Brow made a special beer for them uh, that you can only get there. Uh, I forget the name, but basically they asked them to make like a, a really delicious, quote-unquote, kind of a beer made with like rice and corn, you know, like nice. a, like a play on that, like, yeah. you know, baseball beer that you want to be drinking. But, you know, they used actual hops and, you know, it's DC Browse, So they're going to they're going to do a good job. Uh, so definitely, definitely check that out. Um, well, thank you so much for coming in and yeah thanks uh, for having me on the show you know, great to be here hopefully we'll see you again i will definitely see you at a craft brewers conference nashville uh, coming nashville, up soon coming up soon um i think those are harder tickets to come by than saber <laughs> those are that's our those are for our <laughs> industry only conference but we'll have about thirteen thousand uh craft brewers and people in the industry descend on nashville for a couple days and have some great seminars and and talks and also this is a world beer cup year so We've got over 70 countries that have entered over 8,000 beers into the World Beer Cup. Oh, my gosh. Uh, and that, that will take place on Thursday, May 3rd. We're doing a uh, beer-paired dinner for 2,000 people that night. You have to execute this dinner? Yes. Um, well, along with about 120 other people in the kitchen, we'll execute that dinner. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> <laughs> hey, you get to do really cool things with your job. You know Absolutely. What I mean? <laughs> well, thank you again. Um, I will see you in May. And, and we'll see you here in D.C. in June for Saver. Yeah, definitely for Saver. Buy your tickets soon. And definitely, definitely go on Amazon and order the beer pantry as soon as humanly possible. All right. Thank you so much. Thanks for listening to this program on Full Service Radio. Broadcasting and recording from the Line Hotel in Adams Morgan, Washington, D.C. Full Service Radio programming can be accessed live and archived on fullserviceradio.org. Our talk programming is available on most podcast apps like iTunes and Stitcher, and our DJ sets are available on mixcloud.com slash fullserviceradio. Full Service Radio features over 30 weekly shows and over 50 local hosts covering every topic imaginable. If you want to be a guest or get involved, email us at info at fullserviceradio.org. Follow us on Twitter at Full Service RDO, on Instagram and Facebook at Full Service Radio. Thanks for listening. Full Service Radio.